Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to our show. It's called He Shoots, He Draws, and if you've heard the intro, you'll know that. But it's me, <laughs> but it's me, Dave, and it's him, Glyn, and we're back again. Uh, this is a little special episode, but before we carry on, hello, Glyn. Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Good. Um, yeah, this is a little kind of cheeky bonus episode. We normally put the episodes out kind of every Thursday, Friday, depending on how quick you edit it. Um, <laughs> but this episode is going out on Monday, and that's because we wanted to get it out a couple of weeks before the photography show, because I got to sit down and chat with the man behind <laughs> the photography show, Johnny Sullins. And I was able to go down to the future offices and sat with Johnny. And uh, we were in quite an echoey room and uh, right on top of the London underground uh, <laughs> tunnel. It, it's got atmosphere, mate. The atmosphere is there in the yeah. interview. <laughs> so we're sitting there and kind of every five minutes, it was it was a bit like if you've ever watched the Blues Brothers, um, there's a scene in the Blues Brothers where Jake and Elwood are in uh, Elwood's apartment and it's right next to the Chicago <laughs> overground train line. And this, like, this train goes past every 20 seconds and he goes yeah you get used to it so it was a bit like that rumbling underneath us but I had a really good chat with Johnny now for those of you uh, in the UK you'll know of the photography show um, for those of you in the US you should know about the photography show because this is a cracking event now Glyn and I way back in around 2013 mm-hmm. uh, do you remember Photo Live? yeah I do because just you mentioned it in the interview and that kind of made me yeah. think of it when those when friends of mine had those t-shirts on do you remember they put the yeah. t-shirts on? yeah <laughs> <laughs> when your fans your fanboys <laughs> so uh, yeah there was an event called Photo Live um, back in 2013 and so what are we looking at I, th- I can't think that's round when photography show because it's six years old this year. Yeah, six years old this year. So I think photography show was, was around that time. But you first kind of got introduced to Photo Live, and I'd already had an introduction with Future Publishing because I'd been involved in some other stuff with them, and that's kind of how I met the team and Johnny and Ben Brain and George, all the people involved in the magazine. Um, so when the photography show launched, we kind of already knew them, and, and I know we'd both been to Focus, and we mm-hmm. and then we went to photography show. And we know a lot of people in the industry. So I kind of wanted to sit with Johnny and ask him about the show because you'll hear in the interview where it came from and why it existed. And I'm not going to say that now, but sometimes you just rock up at these shows and it's all there and you don't really, not that you need to know, some, you know, you just want to turn up, get your stuff and go home. But I think it's quite fascinating when you're behind the scenes, behind the curtain, to see what the makings of a show like that mm how it starts, how it manifests itself and and how when you turn up on the day it looks as, you know, slicker than an yeah, yeah, ot- yeah. otter's pocket. And <laughs> But we're, we're going to talk about that. But before we do, I'm just going to pass over to Glyn. Yeah, yeah. All I wanted to say, mate, because I, I want to kind of let this one just, just start as soon as. Uh, obviously, I, I've edited it and I've listened to it all the way through now. And I've got to be honest with you, I kind of had an idea of what I thought it was going to be like before I edited it. And by the end of it, I thought didn't expect that because I kind of expected wrongly that it would end up being like a sales pitch for the photography show. And in fact, far from it. I have learned so much about 
what they what those folks go through to put on such a show which is no yeah. mean feat it really is but it no. was it was Johnny's kind of explanation of how they organize this the challenges that they face what they're looking to do with it in the future and also looking at it from a consumer's point of view yeah. Uh, which they really have got their kind of, they're really switched on to that as well to know what people want, the research that goes into what, what they want, and also the challenges that they face getting some of the names, the huge names in the industry there as well. So, uh, and it was very honest. It was very honest about what they ultimately want from the show because, yeah. you know, there has to be money and all that kind of stuff exchanged between, you know, people who come along and the the, the actual vendors and so on and so forth. But uh, I am I am now... When we're only what this by the time this goes out, a couple of weeks away from the show, I am yes. really looking forward to it now because with the video show that's going to be there as well, because I am really interested in that. It's it's a yeah. really really good episode. So well done, you mate. Really enjoyed it. No, thank you. I, I was I wanted to get that one done, and because we partnered with the show, and it was uh, again like you say, I didn't want it to be a sales pitch. I wanted an actual conversation with Johnny because, like as you'll find out from the interview, he's not a photographer. He's just uh, you know he's, he he's run the show six years now. But it was just uh, because we're partnered with the show, I just felt people should know why we keep talking about it. Yeah. And and if you are going to the show, I have to contractually say this, uh, you get 20% off your ticket, HSHD, TPS 19. Uh, you can't use it on the day. You have to get your ticket before the show starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that so that will get you 20% off. But yeah, you'll hear a lot, a lot about it. And uh, we've got some great interviews coming up. We just confirmed a date today. And I still don't know whether we should say it. But oh, come on, say it. Yeah, say okay. It. Why not? Look, Why not? Coming up at the end of the month, beginning of April, we have got Austin Cleon coming on the show. I can't believe it. Who is the author of Still Like an Artist. Yeah. Uh, which was the inspiration to Photograph Like a Thief. That's it, yeah. And his other book, um, Show Your Work. And we've actually yep. got copies of his new book, which isn't even out yet. We've been sent special copies. I so I am really really looking forward to that one yeah so that was uh that was confirmed today so that'll be a great episode so we'll 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 be preempting that one with a few coming soon plus but, plus there's going to be some pretty big names oh, that we're going to get to sit with at the show itself yes yes and we have other names coming up which i think people are going to be really surprised at the kind of we are people. <laughs> well, I mean, we are we definitely are but listen come on we can we can yeah. do this thing i've got a I secret and i can't I, tell you let's I just crack on with this but before this we do time, oh go on the other thing i just want to say this week was a, another nice little nice little thing we got included in two lists it's our first list we've been included in <laughs> the uh, digital camera world website uh they listed the top 20 influential photography podcasts and we were we were listed at number eight it was i don't think it was a vote system but we were listed at number eight which was great mm-hmm. and also the um design cuts did a, a, a top 10 design podcast and we were number five and and trust me that meant a lot to me because there are some podcasts in there that i completely like look up to i'm like number one was ventures in design which i listen to daily uh but it was it's great being in a list because at least people are noticing and it drew more eyes to the show. And then looking yeah. at the statistics the last two days, it's definitely definitely um shown the There you go again with your numbers. <laughs> I know, I know. We have to make sure we're doing the job right, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. But listen, come on, yeah. this is this is a really good episode, it's a bonus episode. Yes. Uh you did a great job uh, chatting with Johnny. So Dave, I'm gonna pass it over to you this time to bring this one in in the usual way. <sighs> I'm so excited. So, Johnny. Who are you? 
Well, I'm Dave. Um, I'm Johnny Sullins. Uh, I look after the photography show, which is how you and uh, Glyn and the rest of the team know me. Um, and I work at Future, who own the photography show and own various photography magazines. And I run um, a lot of their events. Nice. Well, I was trying to think how we actually met. And I couldn't, I couldn't actually remember. I'm not sure I, I want to remember. No. <laughs> I was thinking because way back when uh, I think we were first looking at, was it Photo Live? Yeah, that's One right. One of the events you put on Photo Live a few years ago, which I think Glyn was speaking at. And I, and I know I had some history with Future, and I think we probably met through Matthew Pierce. Yeah, I think we were doing event. some stuff on the Photoshop side. Yeah. And um, yeah, we did Photo Live in October 2013. Or something like that. Yeah, so that was kind of dipping your toes into that. So you had never done a photography show before up to that point because you've been responsible for other shows under Future, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. I mean, the photography show is Future's, uh, I guess, biggest event that we've done as part of that going, you know, four or five years ago. We've done quite a lot since. Um, But personally, I used to work for a company called uh, UBM, and ran a lot of trade shows, which always sound a bit boring, but some of them were in quite fun sectors like the health and fitness industry, which uh, anyone knows my svelte figure will yeah, yeah. be absolutely <laughs> right at home there. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, and then the, probably the not so glamorous end of trade shows, which was, uh, I, I ran a, a care, they were called the care shows, which were for care homes. So not quite so glamorous. So yeah, nice mix of young and fit and old and infirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, which is exactly where I fit. Yeah, we'll all be at one of those uh, one of those elements at some point, I think. So. And also, as well, is you come into this as like we've spoken about this before. You are not a photographer at all, and oh, and he well, Dave, with, with your with your with your camera. But I know you've kind of admitted like, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a photographer specialist. No. But I don't think that's a negative thing. I think it probably helps putting on an event like the photography show. Um, being responsible for what you know we were saying is probably one of the biggest well it's the biggest photography show in europe this year biggest annual one yeah um i mean the paris show to be fair is pretty uh is pretty good size as well um but it's yeah bigger audience but smaller floor space than ours but um yeah i'm not a photographer um i enjoy looking at everybody else's photographs but we've got you know as i said before we have a lot of magazines in the the market we have a lot of people that in the business who are um, mad about their photography know an enormous amount about it and we can call on them at any time my background's more of an event specialist so kind of knowing how to put together the nuts and the bolts of an event what hopefully can kind of work from a practical perspective and then allay that to what the kind of content team want to do on the you know the various stages in the conferences and kind of knit that together because the background of future i mean the a lot of people don't realize how many photography magazines and bookazines and all the extra bits that come under the Future banner. Because I know a few years ago when Future kind of had that transition is the photography was the mainstay, that that creative side that stayed with and and you've brought out more and more. And it's such a huge industry. I think, like we'll go into the beginning, but it seemed an obvious path for Future to go down to end up having an, an event that supports what you've been delivering to the industry for years anyway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it shows in a way should be a 3D magazine. You've got the stuff that people write about that becomes live. You've got the audience of the readers, the contributors of the stage presenters. So in a very kind of basic way, a, a decent event is a 3D magazine. Yeah. 
So going back then, back to when there was no photography show, yeah, um, there used to be an event at the NEC, yeah, which was focus. the mainstay focus, which I think, if I'm honest, I think I could probably say this because they won't be listening. I felt towards the end, it, it was become very tired. I remember going to the last one and saying to a couple of people I was there with that there was just no life in the show. Yeah. So to see it kind of pull the, have the plug pulled on it, straight after that show wasn't a surprise so from your point of view looking at you put on all these events how much of an eye had you had on focus to to think could we do that or if you know there was because i don't i think the the end of it surprised everyone yeah and me too i mean we'd had an eye on it we were very keen to do something in the, the in that uh that event space Uh, For a couple of reasons. One, it's a creative market. There's a lot of product involved. So shows that have a lot of products, so people things people can get their hands on and try and then learn around is really good. Um, It is really good for a live event. Um, So we'd had a look at that um, and we'd approach them to see if they would uh, sell the event to us. Um, It's Mary Walker exhibitions and um, they kind of turned that approach down um, and then closed it, which was a, a, a kind of an extraordinary set of circumstances, frankly. Yeah. But um, yeah, ones that kind of transpired well for us in the end. Because the end of that show was literally the end of that show. There was no, there was no sell on, there was no information. You, you went from focus finishing to one year later, the photography show appearing a year is a a year may seem a long time but it's a short time i'm sure putting on an event going from zero to to 100 miles an hour the time scales are a little bit tighter than that actually because um they ran in february they didn't announce they were closing until uh them uh april um and then the nec um being the nec asked we we'd actually rang the nec to tell them that focus had closed. It's uh, <laughs> a so real finger on the pulse stuff there. Um, and we said that we would really, you know, we'd like the opportunity to, to fill that hole. And they decided that they wanted to ask other companies as well if, you know, other show organizers, they would like that slot. So we had to go through a whole tender process. But th- this had come on quite, this had come to us quite early in my time at Future. So actually, I, I could kind of stop what I was doing and just concentrate wholeheartedly on kind of winning that tenancy. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did. But by the time we got there, that was kind of May, that was May time. Yeah. And I didn't have a team. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was quite kind of airy. In the end, we had about eight months to put it all together. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a lot of kind of long days, long nights. And yeah, everybody really kind of mucked in to get that done. Yeah. I think going back to Mary Walker closing it, which was a bit, you know, it was a huge surprise. I think the only the only kind of critic because it's her show, she could do what she liked. Yeah. So, and I think she treated it almost as it was a kind of a child of hers, and she didn't want anybody else taking it on. The only criticism I'd level is that she didn't give us the data because that made life really, really difficult for us because we we had a, a show in a, in the right slot, but we couldn't tell anyone apart from kind of through the magazines and when you have a show you're a custodian of a show it's an industry show it's not necessarily your show it needs to feel like it's the industries it's what they want and they want to be represented and 
if you didn't have all the support of the exhibitors, the people wouldn't have come. So I felt she should have um, probably sold us the database. Yeah, because I guess you went ahead and you thought, right, I've got a big room. I've got the thumbs up. Now what? Because <laughs> originally you, you didn't have the size of hall you've got now. You've now got the no. biggest hall. But when you had the first hall, so now you've got that, okay, you've gone out and identified it. You've, you've got the okay from the NEC. I guess the next thing is, right, how do we get all those people? I mean, did you have the people who used to rely on focus kind of knocking at your door or did you have to do some serious convincing that we had to do some serious convincing in some areas because there were quite a few major manufacturers a bit like you alluded to that it felt the show had become a bit tired and were kind of taking it out of their budgets not only that is because there'd been this gap a lot of people had said, right, well, I'll use that budget and put it somewhere else before we could kind of get to them. Um, there were certainly a number of companies that approached us as soon as they knew and said, right, kind of, you know, can we can we get booked in? But we had to go around to see all the major manufacturers because it's one thing spending two and a half thousand pound on a stand. And it's a whole other thing spending, you know, 40, 50,000 pounds on a stand plus all the production value, plus all the hotels and everything. That's quite an investment case they had to make. So we had to go around and kind of convince everyone that they were making, that, that the, they were right to stick with us. And this is what we, these were the major changes we were going to make to the show. And this is what we, what, this is our vision for it. And they had the relationship with you anyway through the magazines, which helped because in a way, I guess, not having the database could have also been a good thing because it meant you got to start with a clean slate. So you had the magazine database, subscribers, uh, your vendors also have lists. So they were able to promote the show. And And I remember coming to the first show and you had the super stage. And I just remember one friend of mine went and he'd been to Focus year after year. And he came to the photography show and it was so much more vibrant and the, you know, just the whole layout, the colour, the setup. I think you had the garden. Did you have the garden the first year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did that with the Ig Potty. I see, yeah. So you had the super stage, live stage, you had the garden. I think you had the wedding the first year and it was so different. All right, same hall, same environment, same same expo. But I remember this guy afterwards and I said to him, "Um, so what did you think then? And he went, I I didn't... didn't seem any better than focus and i went in what way he said well i was looking for a stand that could convert that had software that could convert slides to jpegs or something and there wasn't one and i went how is that their fault how is you know it was funny how people's expectations knowing our sales team we would have definitely (laughs) pitched it (laughs) it was like there was no one there who could convert vhs tapes to mp4 but it was so funny how the amount of people that I asked at the time I had no idea I'd be involved with the show, but yeah. yeah, it was of interest to me because I knew the team that to get the feedback from people that I knew. And it was so funny how people had become kind of really loyal to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, as well. And, and it probably served the market very well for a, you know, a good number of years. Like you said, it just probably felt a bit tired. Like the same person had been running it for kind of 20, 25 years, which was the case, you know, yeah. I'm sure it worked very well. And, there was probably a familiarity about it. It was the same two halls. You'd know where everybody was, you know. So some people like familiarity and some people don't necessarily yeah. like change particularly. So. And that's what's been good is now you're in your sixth year. Um, like I said, in the biggest hall. Yeah. You could probably do with a bigger one, I guess, if there was Hopefully one. Hopefully one day, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one day, we'll see. Or you kick Fotokina out of Germany and move over there. But yeah. um, so obviously, as I've been involved in the last five years, which thank you very much, because it's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, I've seen the show evolve 
um, f- f- even through the enthusiasm of the exhibitors. I mean, you can see them get really excited about the show, which is great. Um, have you like? Are you kind of spoiled? Not. It's not to say that the the job is easy to sell the spaces, but knowing there's a lot of US influence in the photography world, yeah. how have you found? Uh, have you found? attracting the US side of it as in terms of speakers and sponsors and and exhibitors because they're so used to WPPI and the the show in New York and there's there's all these photography events. What kind of challenges have you faced, especially in the early days? Because now people come and they love it. Yeah, I think it was trying to uh, trying to demonstrate that we were doing things differently. Um, prior to, to us taking on the show, all the content around the show was really delivered by the exhibitors on their own stages or things like that. We still wanted them to do that. We didn't want them to move away from that. But we also wanted to be in control of what happened on this, you know, it, and put in our own stages and our own content so that we could market a really good full program to the visitors. So they know what they were getting kind of when they turned up. And we weren't necessarily relying on the same people that were booking stands to providing all the live content. Um, and so it's trying to demonstrate how it's different to what was there before. And also it is very different to what happens in the, in the US. I haven't been to WPPI, but I've been to Photo Plus a couple of times. And it's a similar sort of thing. There is show, there is show floor education, but it's in closed theatres. There's no real, what I would term, kind of drama or production to it. You know, we're putting on a show after all. You know, that's there has to be some kind of excitement and a bit of kind of razzmatazz, whether it's the garden, we've had smoking cars in the, you know, cars on fire in the past. You know, it's, it's that sort of thing that we really, we really like doing and how that translates kind of in a, kind of a fairly flat media pack. You can take videos and all that, but it's, it, it is difficult. We have a, a lot of US companies come over. I say a lot, nine or 10 US companies come over. So there's definitely more, but they need to have a setup to benefit from that in the UK. Yeah. But speaker wise, we've had a, we've had a great lot of uh, speakers from the US and they absolutely love the show. And, you know, they go away raving about it and they'll come back any uh, chance I think Joe McNally is coming back for his fourth year and he always finds someone that will yeah. get him to do something so that's good and that's fantastic I was going to say that because one of the first things you did in that first year which I thought was quite a kind of a bold move because it's hard to go after people I know what it's like trying to get guests for the podcast but you put on the super stage yeah. and then that first year uh, I think Joe McNally was on the super stage for the yeah, first year. Yeah, he was. But the lineup for the super stage has been incredible. And I know it has its challenges because, A, you know, you are sort of looking at bringing people over. But who's like, what was that conversation like when you went, we need to get David Bailey or let's go after? Well, the guy, yeah. I mean, I think um, the guy that founded Future um, uh, is a guy that also founded TED Talks, which people don't know a guy called Chris Anderson okay and he gave a a a seminar or not seminar like a talk about events and he said you've got to give people that life you know that opportunity they might not have in their lifetime yeah at an event that kind of something they can't access through YouTube or through print or whatever um and we felt the super stage was ideal for that um and so we got together with the photography uh you know magazine online team and uh Chris George and the guys and said, look, you know, who should we have? Um, and I think the game changer for us was ranking. We got mm. ranking in the first year and that gave us um, credibility when talking to anybody else. Um, we had David Bailey there, I think a couple of years after that. And he, um, his studio had been quite precise about what we could and couldn't do with him. 
Um, he turned up, was lovely as, you know, we caught him on a really good yeah. day, I think. Uh, and he said um, about, in, you know, whether he'd do kind of, you know, selfies and autographs and this. And he turned around, he said, um, he said, oh, I don't know about, I, I don't know, I'll maybe I'll do a few. And we said, well, actually, look, it's better that you do none rather than just a few because that will lead disappointed people. You yeah. might as well disappoint everyone, frankly. At least yeah. everyone's been treated the same. And he said, uh, what did Rankin do? And we said, actually, Rankin did absolutely every selfie, every autograph. <laughs> and he said, right. And he sat there and he did a lot. You know, almost four, 500 people all went through and they had that kind of priceless moment yeah. where A, they'd seen his talk and then they had a photo with him and you, it, it's a money can't buy opportunity and we put it on and somebody was able to get do that for I think a tenner that the Superstage yeah. um, tickets I know, I remember so. that first year when you got ranking and it was like people going, what, the ranking? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, not Dave ranking. Yeah. For- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was so good that to get those kind of names in probably yeah. helped get people through the door. But I think it gives the show credibility that, like you say, all right, I know at the end of the day, people command a charge to come and do and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll talk anything. But I think to, to put themselves out there in front of a, a, a what I call an available public. So it's not yeah. like they're on stage at Carnegie Hall and they do their bit and they walk off. It's, when they finished, people can come up to them. They've suddenly got, um, th- who's the guy you had? Salgado. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Again, it's these industry leading people who suddenly are, are there, th- th- these heroes for photographers and there they are at the show. Yeah. And some of them will wander around as well. So Rankin then kind of came out of the theater. He, he went, went up and down a lot. Steve McCurry did the same. Yeah. So, it's it's a, it's fantastic from that. I think they really enjoy it once they get there. And actually, given some of the fees we pay them, I'd, I'd enjoy it. <laughs> <if> I'm honest. <laughs> I was going to say it's like, can you come to the UK? I don't know. What is your charge? This much, we'll pay. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I'll be there. No problem. But, yeah. but even that with the charge is because uh, I've not been able to come to that many of the super stages yeah. session. I'll talk about my involvement in the show in a bit, but I know. That was quite a big thing with a lot of people I spoke to was the super stage was quite a, quite a pull. And then when yep. they started to see, oh, hang on, what's the live stage? What's the wedding stage? So just explain a little bit. These other stages you had, what yep. was the purpose of those? Yeah. So we, um, and just to be kind of clear, it's the only, the super stage is the only one we charge for. Yes. We charge a tenner. There's between three and 500 seats for the session. We don't make any money on that bit. It's more to be able to facilitate no queuing or you don't want to do and to make sure that people can get in to see who they want to see and traveled halfway up the country to um and then not be able to get yeah exactly know they've got their seat they know that we know we won't have a queue going around the hall blocking our stand or anything like that so that's the logistical reason for charging the other uh, the other stage is we've always wanted to do kind of theme stages so wedding and portrait we've built a church um, we've brought that back this year, actually. We haven't yeah. really repeated stages, but we've got a couple coming back. And again, let's just help people be inspired or become better photographers. I mean, the whole reason of the show really is to help people with their inspiration, yeah. but also help them from a technical perspective become better photographers and do it in a way that's kind of entertaining and interesting and outside of a classroom it, i mean it adds as you know it gives us a few logistical challenges but it's you know it, again it's seeing some of these people that are uh, fantastic at their art kind of you know right up close and watching how they change the settings of whatever they're doing kind of technically or creatively yeah to to vary the shot that they achieve and it's you know it's um it's great from that perspective yeah i know the um 
it's like the first couple of years I came, say the first year I came, all that was different. You had the garden and it was like fully potted plants. And, and it snowed, Dave. Yeah. It snowed every hour. We, made, we had a snow machine. Please don't forget that. No. <laughs> but that was the thing that was, the thing that was kind of, I think people weren't really prepared for that. It's the fact that you could walk into a big room and all of a sudden there's plants, there's a wedding, there's street photography, there's a burning car. There's, yeah. And it's hard it's hard to do some of that stuff indoors. And yet when you walked around and saw the people having the opportunity to go and actually, well, look, here's, here's a wildlife photographer. Here's a, uh, a plant photographer. They're at the stage. You can watch them. You can go and apply what you've just learned, which a yeah. lot of people don't do. I mean, with the conferences we've been involved in it is people go, they watch, but they don't get to do. And yeah. then they go away and they forget. They don't apply it straight away. Whereas there's definitely a stigma when we when we launched the show and you looked at some of the forums that um, for photographers. There was definitely a stigma about turning up with your gear. Yes, into the show, you know, and kind of people almost kind of mocking someone turning up with his with you know, everything. Whole, with everything. <laughs> well, I'm a photographer. Know, there, there, to be fair, there are probably people that go a bit overboard, but. The point is, this is a photography show. You should bring your camera. You know, yes, we're indoors at a big, you know, in a, essentially a rather yeah. large shed, but we've tried to make it as creative as possible and inspiring as possible. And why shouldn't you kind of bring your camera and try that? And this year out, out on the lake, um, uh, Pendigo Lake, they call it, which is the kind of body of water yeah. just outside of Between the hotel and the... <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Nick and I'll be out there with their new cameras doing kind of... So there's there's more and more opportunities we do photo you know we've done photo walks so we want people to turn up with their camera and to be able to put immediately kind of put into practice take some of the shots replicate some of the shots they've seen other people taking on the stages yeah it's important i think because you did a, f- a couple of years ago you teamed up with um it was like a photo walk around birmingham yeah we've tried to do more and more of that kind of what we'd term kind of off-campus yeah. activities after hours stuff because um we saw that more and more people come to the show for more than the day um, now they can spend those full two days in the show, but if they want to go and do something else in the evening on the uh, between the days they're visiting, or they they want to go out and do something uh, post show and take out their camera and yeah. put into practice, then we should try and give them opportunities to do so. So yeah, because yeah. let's face it, Birmingham. Sorry, Birmingham, but it's it's not the most Dave, exotic. Dave, you're from Swindon. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, it's, it's that environment. Is you are near the airport, you are near the NEC. So I think it's quite good that the it's show has become gritty, yeah, <laughs> gritty, gritty commercial urban. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it is nice to see those extra things going on now. And, I think, and what's good is people are becoming more involved in it. And like yep. you say, they're not just coming for the day. So from from a statistical point, anything that you can share, what what can you tell listeners who haven't been to the show about the show from a point of people come in how it works over the four days because there is a pro day as well yeah so there's um yeah we don't refer to it as a pro day but there are definite um, monday and tuesday are definite days where we have more pro focus content so if you take the the four days so the show opens saturday and closes uh tuesday if you want to avoid the crowds you come on tuesday Mm. because that's our quietest day we have i don't know seven a thousand odd visitors our busiest day tends to month tends to be monday because ironically that's when all the uh, photographers that have been working over the weekend they come in but sorry but the ironic bit is then all the people that are retired and enjoy their photography 
they come on Monday to avoid the crowds at the weekend. <laughs> but actually, you know, uh, Saturday and Sunday are usually fairly similar um, days. Uh, days They're all open at the same hours, 10 till 5. So um, if you are an enthusiast, I would tend to try and come on the Saturday and Sunday. There's yeah. more stuff. Um, we do our beginners um, and turning pros programs on the Saturday and Sunday as well. And I should make it really clear is that Photography Show isn't just for people who are good photographers. We want people that are, you know, that just bought their first camera or just considering yeah. buying their first camera. You know, we all know that photography as an industry is under a challenge, you know, is, is challenged by the mobile phone more than anything else. But you know, as a show and as a kind of a, as a part of the industry, it's our job to try and encourage people into photography. So we do the beginners programs. We try and make it really, you know, really easy. So it's not a kind of a, an intimidating environment at yeah. all. And you've got all these experts there. You can ask all these questions to, whether it's about their bit of kit or about what they shoot or however. And it's such a great way to, uh, to learn. My daughter, who's do, now doing photography a level she's kind of comes up and in the beginning she'll do some of the really fun you know fun beginner stuff and then she'll go off and try and you know try and put into practice what she's uh, what she's seen around the shows so. yeah and that's the thing like you said it is a show it's not just a, an expo which i've seen a lot on when i've seen my like u.s friends going to shows and there was a couple a little while ago. i won't say what they are because it's unfair but yeah from the video footage i saw it was very sp- very large but very sparse yeah and there wasn't a lot of energy there whereas i think what i see from the show from being there is there are peaks and troughs you kind of see a suddenly the you can't move yeah and then you have a little quiet period but that's because you know this the super stage is on there's speakers on at the vendor hall like the canon and the nikon have people but and one thing i saw was like from from year one focus was traditionally a old an older audience yep and then when the photography show came in i've seen it and i mentioned it last year when uh, david mcclellan was walking around doing the video and he said you know what what this year have you really noticed um that you've enjoyed and i said it was a younger audience it was good to see kids and college students and you know these these youngsters who are looking to be inspired rather than like you say the, the 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 pros turning up and you know wanting to look at the massive lenses and yeah i mean while the mobile phone is our biggest threat it's also our biggest opportunity because it's bringing a lot of people into taking far more photos than they would have done historically and we have a we have a stage which is called the mobile and social stage where they can learn about better instagram techniques sharing and things like that because if these people if these visitors are creative and they're coming in then and if they've only got a mobile phone, that's okay. Yeah. Because what we, we'd like them to do is then be inspired by what they see around the show and take their photography up to another level, whether that be with their phone or ideally, yeah. you know, with a, with a new camera. And that's, you know, that's part of our remit. Yeah. And creativity was one of the things that I was going to say about the show is the fact that it's not just about turning up, looking at the new camera, looking at the new lens and spending some money. Oh, but you can do that. Yeah, you can do that anyway. And for the, <laughs> that's better, for the vendors, the, they love yeah, it. The retailers will kill me if I don't say that's, yeah. a, that's a great thing to do as well. But so, you can yeah. come along, buy a camera with a really great deal, and then unbox it and go and do something straight away. Yeah. But the fact that each stage is like, I've been, this is my fifth year managing the live stage. Yeah. And God, there's some of the stuff that's been on that stage where we've shot yeah, balloons, yeah. we've thrown paint, we've had exploding powder and all sorts is... 
I think the flamethrower was my, <laughs> the flame, the fire eater was the most frightening one. I was saying watching it in rehearsals and just seeing the kind of carpet on the stage start smoldering. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at our health and safety managers going, uh, you okay with this? They said, yep, yeah, we think it's pretty fire retardant. Like, okay. I just, but I, I, I physically couldn't watch the session. Really? I couldn't watch it. No, yeah, this was I was, too, it was too I was a bit like that with my paint gun guy from last <laughs> year. <laughs> it was, but some of the shots from that we've used in, the, in so many presentations. It was it was absolutely stunning. It was a machine he'd made himself as yeah. well. It was it was uh, David Lund. Yes, it, yeah. yeah. And he and he had not even just one. I think he had like five cannons pointed at someone, activated by a clap. Yeah. And this poor, this poor person on stage, and I'm just thinking, where's the paint going to go? Then he, fought, he put one behind the model, aimed at the audience. And I'm just there, I message Ruth, I'm going, Ruth, we might have a situation. Yeah. But the crowd absolutely lapped it up. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just, you know, from the live stage alone, I know that, you know, 90% of the sessions there are standing room only. Yeah. And we've had Indian dancers, we've had the creative side of it is just so good because... People come along and sit down and and they get to watch a session, they get to do a Q&A afterwards. I think that's what's the cool thing about it is the fact that, like you say, you don't just rock up and look at gear. You actually can go to the social and business, you can go to the live, you can go to the um, super stage. But this year you've got something added on. Yeah, so we yeah, so we've put a lot kind of um we put a lot into video this year. So we've put the video show in alongside the event, alongside the photography show. Clearly there's such convergence in the um, equipment itself kind of with, you know, all the there is mirror uh, full frame mirrorless being able yeah. to shoot 4K video, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. More and more um uh, filmmakers are using um, stills cameras rather than kind of fully fledged video cameras. So there's a, a big crossover there. Um, and equally, we've got we, you know, we think there's an opportunity to bring that younger audience in with video as well. Um, yeah. And our major manufacturers, uh, you know, Canon, uh, Fuji, Panasonic, all look after, you know, uh, target that market as well. So, in terms of trying to grow the show and bring in a different audience, and also give our traditional audience more reasons to visit, because those those guys that have got their DSLR or their full frame mirrorless camera, um, they want to know how to use the video bits yeah. and we can give them that education now we can badge it clearly for them so they know what to do and where to go but yeah, yeah i think this year we'll have something like 600 different pieces of content on or you know around the show so anybody coming kind of needs to plan you know can plan their day but they can you know get that variety i think that's really important and it's so much fun to program because you can you know can pick stuff that just kind of amuses you or you think will look visually you know, visually impressive, and it's uh, it's a great show from that perspective. Yeah, um, really good fun to organise. And that's the that's the thing I've noticed with equipment is like, so I'm not a photographer. My my phone is my camera, but back back like when phones started becoming cameras and start and everything started becoming about the amount of data you used. I've noticed now more with camera manufacturers. It's it's kind, it's almost like look, we know it's a camera, but here's what else it can do: 4K video and slow-mo and it's almost like the selling point of a camera is fast becoming the video side of it so it seems quite obvious now with the the advent of i mean youtube's only i think youtube's 10 years old it's crazy how young youtube is and yet now it's everybody not only just wants to be a photographer but they want to be a content creator they want to be a video maker they want to be 
uh, a YouTube star. And I know we've got uh, Nigel Danson was one of our guests that he's a landscape, great landscape photographer, but he's also a very like good YouTuber. And I know people like him is where he could teach you landscape photography. He's also going to be good at showing photographers. Actually, if you want to, like you say, add to what you already do. Yeah, it's another string to your bow. Yeah. And it's it's both ways as well, because those people that have got these cameras for video as well can take still images with them as, you know, still images in the same way it works vice versa. So I think... It, it's it's a it's a natural fit and it's a way to um, keep the show kind of evolving and growing and bringing in those um, you know people new to photography um, as well as a video audience. Yeah, and on the super stage this year, you've got a couple of my friends, <laughs> uh, people I've worked with, which is quite nice. Again, it's it's an American audience coming over that that are sharing their love of the uk show yeah i mean pete Souza's a big pull for us you know he's the um president he followed um uh, obama. obama um around so and his a lot of his um pictures are kind of quite well known and have been well shared and he's done some um, you know amazing kind of behind the scenes yeah. stuff um and so he's coming over um lynn we got Lindsay adler um uh, again uh uh, not again she's coming over and gordon buchanan uh, gordon buchanan who's again is one of these uh filmmakers and photographers yeah. and on the wildlife um on the wildlife side of things so. nice it's going to be good this year i think it's going to be great i always get really excited about it we have all the kind of you know the commercial pressures and checking we sold enough tickets and yeah. all of that sort of thing but actually when you get into the last couple of weeks as we are now i'm really excited to see it come together it's something i'm you know i know that the, the company and the people that work on it are incredibly proud you know proud to put together yeah and it's not like you've got the hugest team in the world i mean you've got a tight Really good tight team, and I've well, seen. Mate. I've been working with been working with Ruth on because we've got a new thing this year. Before we, before we yeah. move on, I know on the super stage, I want to give mention Moose Peterson as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Moose is a guy that I've known for a little while, and I'm I'm really glad that he's been able to come over and do that because mm-hmm. he's actually working on he's he's actually rebuilding a a World War Two plane, which he's going to fly from America to Normandy. I thought he was going to fly into Birmingham. I yeah. thought, wow. <laughs> No, but he's. We're um, sure he said we'd cover his yeah. flights. <laughs> <laughs> but when you see this plane they're rebuilding, and they got a. Bearing in mind these planes weren't built to cross the Atlantic, mm. but yeah, he's working on this project at the moment, which is just I'm scared by it because I'm. Thinking, yeah, it doesn't sound. But yeah, it's really good. So, um, so I'm looking forward to having him because I think he'll be. He, this is his first trip to the show as well. Yeah, it which is be yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, we don't have the biggest team, but. No. <laughs> Most people, and, and funny enough, most people go, what do you do for the rest of the year? It's like, <laughs> yeah. um, that's probably, as an, a, 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 anybody that organizes like an annual exhibition of, you know, some scale, that's probably the kind of most frequent and therefore the most annoying question. Everyone says, so when, yeah. what do you do it's for like the rest teachers, of the year? So you get the summer off. <laughs> get the summer off. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they do, but yeah, uh, yeah. So it's um, yeah. So that's a uh, there isn't isn't a big team, and then of course we free we use a lot of freelance 
you know, as a show organizer, actually, you don't own very much. Yeah. You own the data. You own your time slot, your kind of profile uh, and, you know, venue booking. And you own kind of, you know, branding. And that's kind of it. Everything else from the hall that you rent, from the carpet that you lay, from the stands that you build, from the, all the people that come in and present, from the registration, everything like that is bought in. So your yeah. kind of team suddenly swells from being, you know, four or five people to 30 people on site. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a logistical exercise. I know when you rock up on a, I know when I rock up on a Friday, and like I, I can just stroll along, work four days, and go home. Yeah, it's good. But I know I get up early on a Friday because I like to see everybody. And you walk in that hall, and you're looking around, thinking, "How is this going to be ready tomorrow?" You walk in on Saturday morning, it's like the, the fairies coming overnight, yeah, it's and it's just like pixies. every yeah, the carpet's down, and all the stands are up, and it is. I think that's like, almost that's one of my favourite bits is. Um, Friday, you know it's going to be okay. Yeah. And then you get there and we we get, we get tend to get in about kind of 7, 7.30 on a Saturday morning and it and the show just looks beautiful. And none of the exhibitors are there. So you can just have a few minutes kind of wandering around, checking your snack yeah. list. And yeah, and, and all the kind of, a lot of the overnight magic has happened. So No, it is not. I do like that Friday walk around just to see everyone setting up. and everyone, yeah. Nobody ever looks tired of it as well. That's thing, another thing I've noticed is no one ever looks like, oh god you know got to set this up and do it it's everyone's like buzzing around and getting all the gear set up and it is quite nice to walk in get that fresh carpet smell and yeah and the I glue th- and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think, I think we've uh i think we've alluded to the fact that you've get that the industry's tough you know it's it's a tough place to be um so the photography show i think people look forward to because it's a you know it, it's got that energy that vibe there's a lot of people they're passionate about what they do it's a great collection of like-minded people and you know and they're buying stuff you know it's a great buying show nine out of ten people will buy something at the event so those exhibitors can see like an instant return on the the investment they've made to kind of be you know to be at the show so um yeah i think the average spend is uh from a consumer perspective uh 360 pounds that's in the whole, not including you know parking and yeah, yeah. tickets, the rest of it. So it's it's one of those shows, and it, nothing pleases exhibitors more than see all these unboxings around the event of their gear and people trying it out. So. Yeah, it is funny seeing people walking around and say, "As that's why I love the show the most is because I'm not kind of driven by photography. I don't have that distraction of oh." Um, I've got to be here, but I want to go and get that deal over there. Yeah. So I get to watch the people walking around and I always chat to them when they come over to the live stage and they're always like, oh, where's such and such? Where's such and such? And I always start a conversation with them and it's always, you know, oh, so you've bought something today. Did you come looking to buy something? What made you come to the show? What, you know, how long are you here for? How far have you traveled? And it's always interesting to th- that people come and probably didn't want to admit to their other half they were going to spend any money no but there's always the joke of so how are you getting that in the house tonight yeah. <laughs> you see you see it on the forums that, yeah you yeah. see it all on the forums and you feel like, yeah i i kind of bought this and yeah oh, that old thing i've had that ages yeah exactly yeah <laughs> putting it in an old bag or something to disguise it but it is a, it is it's a fundamental part of the show um is that finding that and and actually the show has really genuinely has really good deals all the manufacturers support the retail tailors with best offers or best kind of packages and so it works um so yeah it's it's very much uh, you know that purchase is part of the experience yeah and also this year we've got something a little bit 
new as well. We've got the photo and video editing suite. Yes, Dave, haven't which, we? Which <laughs> I've, thank, thank you for letting me be part of that. But that's been quite interesting because, again, with the growth of a show, and, 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 and I don't mean this this episode to sound like an advert for the photography show, but... We're part, I'd like it to sound yeah, like Yeah, you'd that. like it to be. And we, yeah. we thank you for the partnership with the show this year because you can get tickets, HSHD, TPS yes, 19. Yeah. Um, but one of the nice things this year is I know there's been, traditionally, there's been areas of the show that do evolve. Yep. Um, and one of the things this year that is brand new that we've introduced is the fact that, um, careful how I say this, that there's a lot of third-party uh software and options for both photo and video that a lot of people don't necessarily tend to see because they're on the expo floor and it is hard to stop and watch a session with the volume of the room yeah i think i can put it probably a bit more simpler if you'd like that would help yeah so yes we've normally concentrated on adobe products and we've had an adobe theater and this year we've widened the net to include other third-party providers as you say, so we've got, um, I think, a, a more varied program just to show people a what that you know, and there is still there are still Photoshop and Lightroom content, yes, but also showing some of the uh, uh, some of the content that can be produced, but not using um, Adobe yeah. products, using some of the other yeah. excellent uh, or excellent things solutions. you can use with Adobe products, yeah, and other plugins and things, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, so yes, I think uh, that's. A, a development for us and we'll see how it goes. I mean, if it doesn't go well, I shall blame the programmer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it because it has been for me kind of researching the kind of things that are at the show. It's made me look at the exhibitor list a little bit more because yep. sort of I'm there and I'm walking around, but it's not until you start looking through the exhibitor list and you're thinking, oh, actually, you know, sound is really important for video. It's not just mm. about video. Sound's important. Yep. And you have road and you have Sennheiser and, and you got Dolby or some Dolby related thing. We're hoping to have something Dolby okay. related, yeah. Um, um, but, but and also they're not because they'll have their stands and they're not always. It, it's difficult to kind of you know show off the product to its to its capabilities. So by being able to kind of step out of the the whole environment where it's noisy and there's lots going on into something that's a bit more of a classroom environment, yeah, you can see in a probably in a better detail and learn a little bit more by doing it that way. So to be you know to offer these companies that uh, opportunity um, made sense for us. Yeah, no, it was quite interesting seeing what really who who adopted it as oh, wow, you know, I can show off this particular thing. It's, it's, not, it's understanding the value to people because it is, is a brand new thing this year. And uh, and there's always the thing of you don't want to take people away from the expo because while they're on the floor, they're spending money. And then while they're in a room, they're learning. But well, to a point, but yeah. our view has always been that if we put on enough content that is relevant and people want to come, they'll come to the show. Yeah. That's the main thing is to get them to the NEC. How, yes, of course, we want them in the aisles and we want the show to be busy, but we want as many people there as possible. And we've yeah. got to give them as many reasons to visit because, you know, some stuff you can learn online, some stuff you can learn in our magazines or what, you know, yeah. whatever. So, we, you know, those are our competitors and we need to make sure that for the weekend they or the, and, or the Monday, Tuesday, that when they come to the show, they can learn so, so much. And they then might spend longer. They might come and yeah. back a second day to do the show floor. You know, we see lots of people that have been to the show and they'll do one day where they'll go and do all the content stuff they want. And the next day will be, you know, up and down the 
up and down the aisles. So yeah. yeah they'll, they'll, they'll plan their day that way. And the content is the creativity. So they go into a session, they're like, oh, I want to add that to mine. I need to go and buy that. I need to go and buy this software. I need to go and buy that. So I see that the value in the sessions is really good as well because yeah. they are they are to, there to encourage people to stretch themselves a little bit more because that's what I think the, the value of that show is, is the fact that it does make people understand they can step out of their comfort zone. Yeah. There is more there is more to photography, even though it's like forever there and it's been going for years, that, that you, you never know everything. No, no, I think, and that's the idea that it can be a beginner or it can be a seasoned pro. There, there should be stuff at the show that they can, you know, that they can learn. Yeah. And I, I, I always think that for 15 quid or whatever a ticket is uh, for the enthusiast, for that much content, I think it's, you know, it's great. Fact. Yeah. And you are supported by the big photography associations as well, because they're all yep. there. Yeah. The RPS um, bit and um, yeah, the, and we do our bit for, do our bit for the kind of charitable support of the disabled pho- uh, photographers. I was, yeah, was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Because they've been your, they've been there. Well, they every- in, yeah, they have. And they were involved with Focus as well. And we wanted to have a charitable partner that obviously was kind of closely linked to photography um and the disabled photographer society uh, you know photography is very inclusive as it is because you can you know you can um, take photos uh, sat from your wheelchair or yeah uh, and they adapt they also help people that with more severe disabilities adapt equipment um, and adapt uh, or adapt their wheelchairs to help them participate in photography so it's a really wonderful thing um and they come to the show and they have uh, a stand where you can find uh, I think it's antique is the probably the, oh, right. is the polite way of putting it. I think they they have a they have a stopwatch, don't they, for when the show opens? Yeah. They time the first person to get to the stand because it is an absolute Aladdin's cave of retro old photography gear. And I, I, I'm lucky; I get a walk around on a Friday, so you and get- I get to go and say hello to them all because they are they are just the loveliest people. Yeah, but I get to have a quick kind of sneak through and and i've bought i bought a camera just because it looked good not because i knew what to do with it but yeah. i bought a Viewmaster. okay because yeah, they yeah, get yeah. these random little secret things and it's it's an app you're it's an aladdin's cave yeah. gear and if you're into kind of yeah retro or film photography you can find some absolute bargains on there it's well worth a kind of, well worth a rummage and as you say they're really good guys and it, and anything that they they sell that goes directly into the coffers because all the um, we give them the space for free, yeah, and help them out in that way. All the all the stuff that they're selling is donations or people recycling. So yeah. it's a it's a good thing and it's well worth stopping by. Particularly as I said, if you're a bit of a film aficionado or something, yeah. like that, they've got some they got some phenomenal gear and they know their stuff as well. And one thing yeah. I recommend if you listen to the show and you are going, and I know I did this with with last year with some photography gear that my mum had found out is we donated stuff. So if you've got any old equipment, if you've got any old tripods or books or anything that you're not using, take it along to the show and go and drop it off at the disabled photography society's stand because they can put it to good use. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, it's a great, great cause. And also there's another cause you're involved in this year, which is she yeah, so uh, yeah, she clicks is a uh, collective put together by Angela Nicholson and some of her uh, some compadres, and yeah. we um, we've got a, a kind of an umbrella 
uh, kind of initiative that we're doing, which is women in photo, which is encouraging. At the moment, our visitor ratio is 80-20 male to female, which yeah. is ridiculous. Um, we've worked really, really hard to make the show environment much more comfortable for uh, female photographers. So making sure that we've kind of cut down on um, scantily clad models, things like that. Yeah, yeah. We've tried to actively encourage more female photographers onto the different stages that we use. So we've really tried to make an inclusive environment. And this is a, a kind of a, a stage on from that and, you know, joining that under about women in photo and having uh, specific events for female photographers to get uh, to get together, network, learn, yeah. share experiences, et cetera. So, yeah, um, we think there's there's a, a gender gap to work on and we, we want to do our bit. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's one of the things that we've found with the podcast is – Generally, when we say to people, you know, who do you recommend? Who should we interview? And and we're always just fired men, male photographers, one yeah. after the other. And it's, you know, we have been able to get some great female photographers. And we had Sue Bryce this week, yep. who, who it was a great interview because she was talking about, we asked her, what was it like for you kind of growing up in this environment? And, and her answer was, I was brought up in New Zealand. We did, that wasn't even in our life. We, we weren't treated differently. Yep. So she said, I've never faced it because it's never been an issue for me. Yep. Whereas she understands a lot of photographers she speaks to is you've got that kind of model photographer ratio of like the scantily clad. You know, back in the day, the old nudge, 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 wink, wink, say no more. Page three kind of photography. That was where photography got a bad name. So it's nice now Ooh. to see that transition. There's so many great, there's awesome, awesome female photographers. I mean, we're saying about Hannah Cousins being one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And these even videographers that are coming to the show that are, it's just great seeing it not be a thing anymore. Yeah. This and I mean, anecdotally, we have um, uh, on the on the pro days, which tend to be Monday, Tuesday, we do a pro networking event on the Monday evening when the show closes. We have quite a fun feature and we have some net drinks and networking after it. And it was really encouraging because we, we saw quite a few female photographers there and they were saying how much better it was than kind of going back a few years as yeah. a visitor experience and not at all intimidating and very, uh, yeah, very inclusive. And that's, that's kind of what we're getting to. So we know we're making progress, but we, we, you know, we would like to have more uh, female photographers or female wannabe photographers or videographers visit yeah. the show. So then, then it's just photographers. Then it's and just photographers. Yeah. Well, as just it should be, yeah. yeah. So what's the future of the show now? Because obviously six years in, mm. you have grown. Yeah. Uh, apart from like a snow day, um, the numbers are growing each year, which yeah. is great. And and the, uh, like we said, the audience age has changed. You, there's, defi- there's a definite shift between the last audience of Focus and, and year five of the photography show. So how much further can you take the photography show in the UK and it's a good show take it on the road yeah so um yeah we we've definitely got to focus on um bringing in younger photographers um we want the show to appeal to all photographers doesn't matter kind of what age they are but we know that we get predominantly older photographers at the show and we would like to you know bring in additional younger photographers not other not at the kind of cost of older photographers. We don't want to be kind of killing yeah. them off or anything like that, but we wanted, we just want to grow the show from a, a younger audience. Video will play a massive part in how we grow the show going, uh, going forward because from our perspective, we have 
the majority or pretty much all of the major manufacturers support the show. So it's not necessarily growth from that perspective, but there's definitely audience growth that we could uh, tackle. And that's why video, because there are a number of um, kind of companies that we would like to see do the show in the future that have got um, a strong video product lineup. Yeah. So that's a big focus for us. Um, and then, yeah, internationally, we have had a look at the US, but the one of the things that we found quite quickly was the production values or production costs in the US are very different because yeah. of the way labor charges. Yes. So there's I've heard about that. the likely guys is drainage. Yeah. And yeah, it's quite it's union run, it's union stroke mob run yeah. in quite a few cities. <laughs> so we have to, you know, it, it, we want to be able to sh- we want to be sure that we can replicate what we do here to the kind of with the the same kind of values yeah, and, yeah. you know we do so but we've bought a business in the US that ha- runs a, a government video show okay. up in Washington so we think that's an uh, ideal opportunity for us to do a bit more on the still photography side uh, up there and that's in um, see the the week after Thanksgiving. So I think it's first week of December this year. So we'll, we're taking a closer look at that. They're coming over to the show to see what we do. Yeah. Um, and then we'll take some of the best bits and hopefully run those over there um, if it all goes according to plan. And size-wise in the UK, do you think, obviously you've got the biggest hall at the NEC. You've yeah. got you've got the photography, photography, it's easy for me to say, the photography and video show this year. Yep. Obviously attracting a different audience. Have you got the scope to grow, to make the show bigger? Like, let's say another 10,000 attendees come along. You've got... We could hold... Yeah, we could... What's the capacity of the show as it is? Our our total capacity in the whole would be, I think we could do 60,000 over those four days. But that would be pretty busy. If you remember year one... um, uh, it's one of my kind of favourite memories of the show, actually, the Saturday. And there was, um, it was Cass who was running the show with us and Grace was doing the marketing. And we we were stood outside on the Saturday and we'd done 7,000 visitors. We were really pleased with that. It's a great start. 8,000 turned up on the Sunday. We got through that and we thought, right, phew, you know, it should quieten down. And actually, Jeremy Gilbert, Nikon, was the only one that said, Monday's going to be busier. And we're like, what do you mean? 10,000 people turned up and we just didn't, and, it, and we did do some kind of dedicated mailings to them afterwards because we knew it wasn't quite the right visitor experience. Yeah. But you kind of queued to get in the car park, queued to get your... It was just everything we tried to do, if we tried to turn a ticket window to cash, yeah, the, the queue would suddenly build there <laughs> and we tried to switch one back to card only. It was just every... And the, the aisles were really tight and really busy and yeah. had to queue for food. And we knew that Monday wasn't a great visitor experience. Of course, all the exhibitors thought we were utter heroes for de- delivering that. <laughs> um, we uh, uh, So we wouldn't want to you know do that again. If we did start building the numbers up, we would definitely look at, uh, additional space um, and if we can grow the show from an exhibitor's perspective that will also give us natural capacity so, yeah so um, I guess the I mean the video show could spin off and be its own thing anyway at some point because yeah to a point but um, the reason we've done it the way we've done it this year is like co-located it and a shared floor or we've termed a shared floor plan mm. is that a lot of the major manufacturers, like you know, said Fuji or Canon, Panasonic, um, Olympus, they, they don't want to do both. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to do two stands. Yeah, yeah. you know, because they can, and two shows. Yeah, they would like to do. Yeah, they would much prefer to do it as one thing and kind of have a big imaging event, and that would work better yeah. for them. Um, if they change their minds, then as I said, we're the custodians. We kind of 
need to do what we think is right for this show, but that's guided very much by the industry yeah. and the, the big exhibitors and um, how they want us to... And the enthusiasm's there with them is they're now looking at ideas, what else can we do at the show? What can we add? How Who can we bring over? What? How can we make it bigger? Because yeah. you can see it growing and you can see stands getting bigger. You can see people wanting different different areas of the show. A lot of that, I think, is driven by model release. So I know you know, some of the stands will get bigger, some will get smaller year on year. That's just the kind of ebb and flow of the event. But this year, I believe, I mean, we've got such a phenomenal product lineup, you know, new cameras pretty much across the board. Yeah. Um, particularly, I mean, in the excitement, obviously, this year has been... Or, last 12 months been about Nikon and Canon entering the full frame mirrorless market yeah. so they're both been and there. Sony already there as well so well so yeah I mean Sony have been have kind of taken that market by by storm and it's you know their their product last year was the kind of star of the show so it'll be interesting and of course Panasonic are, are now um, playing and I think it's going to be the first opportunity to buy um, the new S1 and S1R at the show oh, okay. so that, yeah so that'll be again brilliant and that's what people like you know they want to see the latest gear and i think pretty much every manufacturer will have something pretty yeah. pretty strong on their stand this year oh nice one thing i'm really gonna miss this year and it's our neighbors next door i know oh, comic-con no, comic-con it was always so good they always used to do because oh, we had, I had a really funny conversation last year was comic-con next in the hall next door so it's really funny in the mornings when I go out the front and I help guide people in and you can just so tell, yeah, Comic-Con's down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like people dressed in such a way that you would never expect to see them. There's the odd one you get wrong. <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah, Comic-Con's down there, mate. And they go, no, I'm in for a photography yeah. show. But um, they do, they did the march through where they yeah, have we the first have a parade, order. Yeah, which uh, we... I mean, we were nervous about doing it the first year, but it's a Star Wars parade, so it's led by Darth Vader, and it's uh, and they come through the show, and uh, yeah, we were nervous because it was going to clearly you've got kind of sixty or seventy stormtroopers and other characters coming through. We thought it'll clog it up, but yeah. when it came through, it was just all the cameras came out, and oh, they absolutely loved it, and, and it, the music as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I went, I scurried over to Canon because their stands at the uh, right at the uh, top of the hall so yeah. i could get up on their um viewing platform and look at it all come around and just see the people move to the day. it was yeah. great and far from being kind of frustrated by it, all the exhibitors thought it was fantastic you know yeah so. and what a photo opportunity i mean there's a perfect yeah exactly thing to the yeah. show i know we had um i can't remember who it was now but someone had a model not turn up yeah and we and, and they had like half an hour to get on and we just said right run next door go and get a cosplay and say, would you like to be oh, photographed? Oh, they love it, yeah. They had three cosplay, they come back, they absolutely loved it. But we we were talking about it and saying, what's really funny as well with that whole thing with Darth Vader leading that march, is we said, who gets to be the Darth Vader? Yeah. Is there like eight Darth Vaders next door going, we hate that guy. Yeah. It's our turn next year. Like, it should be me leading it. And there's all these stormtroopers and all these other characters. They take it really seriously. I know. It's, it's really, but yeah, it's not here this year. So that's yeah, so, they've moved it, haven't they? Yeah, they've moved it. to The the, the company was bought by another organiser, so they've kind of changed it up a bit. So, so we've got crochet and knitting this year or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, greatest <laughs> world, yeah. cross-stitch. Uh, parade, yeah. So, no. so that'll be a bit of a shame, but we've got, well, yeah, we've got quite a lot going on in the stages, so we won't be shy, shy of entertaining. Yeah, it'd be quite good to actually have if one of the vendors actually included that is have the cosplay thing there because that that would bring in so many people. people love taking it. We, and the, th- the first year we did a, a, 
a shoot with uh, just with Darth Vader, and that was great. And yeah, we'll do that again because people love. You know the, the well, yeah, like the dressing up, but they like particularly Star Wars. Stuff. Yeah, so, a lot of photographers, I'm sure, are Star Wars fans. Yeah, it's got to be a crossover. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not to insult anyone, but it's a crossover there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there certainly is. Yeah. So, kind of to finish up, then yep. is tell us if you haven't been to the photography show, why should you come this year? What 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 should be your com- compelling? Re- get, sell, sell me the show. This is your the- this is your sales part. <laughs> this is it. Well, I think I've um, mentioned it a few times. I think it's about being a better photographer. If you want to become, you know, if you're serious about becoming a photographer or becoming a better photographer or running your pro photography business better, then you know, come to the show. And it's the same on the video side. If you're a content creator, whether you're doing kind of stuff in your home studio, YouTube, or you're a company like us doing product reviews on um, on video as well, then you should get you know come to the show. There will be something for you and all the gear. I mean, that's yeah. the bonus of it. There's just all the learning, and then there's all the stuff that you can you know that you can try and compare to what you've got, and um, and the show bargains. All yeah. the retailers do all these special offers so you can do a fantastic, you know, you can get a fantastic rate on whatever next bit of kit you decide you need. Yeah, I'm sold. The other thing I would know is it's only an hour and 10 minutes from London. Yes. And the train goes straight through. We could do with more visitors from kind of, te- you know, braving it up north as they'll probably <laughs> refer to it. Yeah, in the the Street. Gap. <laughs> yeah, it's an hour and 10 minutes on the train and you don't even have to go outside. Yeah. Birmingham International's right there. And even the thing on, so you do a discount on train fare for people yep. to come on Virgin Trains. That's right. Yeah. Um, don't be put off by the parking. I know the parking's gone up this year, but I know, I, I know somebody mentioned this uh, about. It's you our know, biggest. Do you know what the parking's the biggest complaint? It's the thing that we're not in. We're, we're not in control of the NEC set those. It's still the same rate if you pre-book. Um, and the other thing I would say off the record yeah. being heavily recorded is you should check out the rail the Birmingham International Railway Station car park that's all i'll say okay <laughs> i think you'll find that more reasonable and still on campus yes interesting yeah okay that's good because um yeah i know like people traveling in it's if even if you complain about the car park cost which like you say you're not in control of Anywhere you go, whether you go to XL in London, any event space is going to have car parking. And I would say, if you look at the expense of coming to the show, um, like you say, the tickets, I don't know, you get 20% off with our code, but yeah. there's a lot of deals going around on social media. You can get £3 off, 20%, 25% off. Get yourself a ticket. But the time you pay for the ticket and the car parking, if you go in the show and, and get a deal, you've you've made your money back anyway. Uh, I think so. And I, what I you're still learning think, yeah. is, it is kind of, there's a lot of free learning content there's a lot of value in in the expense, and I think some people get so hung up on this cost me this and this cost me that. But actually, when you look at what you can spend to go and do something else, yeah, 20, if you look at it kind of comparatively, yeah, so, okay, I've paid my ticket and a car park, and I've paid twenty five quid, twenty five quid for a full day. Our average visitor will spend six and a half hours. Yeah, so if you want to break it down, you know, it's four pound an hour. It's not. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I still think it's brilliant value. I know I'm biased, but I still think it's brilliant value compared to the, you know the all the free education and inspiration you can get as well as all the kind of product stuff. I still think yeah. it's a great day out. So where can people find information about the show? Uh, photographyshow.com. Yep. And um, social media, your UK photo show on Twitter. Uh, yeah. And we're on Facebook as well. And all, But the, the website's the best place because yeah. it's got every program. And again, if you're a 
first-time visitor or even if you're not a first-time visitor to be able to plan your day and work out we have an app as well so you yes, can download totally a show yeah. app and that you can then diarize everything that you want to go and see and time it so that it gives you notifications when you should be over at the live yeah. stage watching dave strutt's stuff or- yeah. <laughs> so it's uh yeah so we we try and again it's about making it easy for people yeah and there is a lot going on so it's definitely worth people if they're coming up to kind of spend a bit of time actually planning their day and what and yeah. leaving themselves enough time to walk the walk the show floor because there are there's going to be something like 270 280 exhibitors yeah the show's bigger in terms of the number of exhibitors than last yeah. year so yeah there is there's a, um, a bit more to see on the show floor as yeah, well yeah i definitely recommend planning definitely because you get the show guide go on the website look at the uh, stages that are on look at the guests that are on and and seriously make a plan for your day because it does get busy you will get stopped. You'll definitely yeah. get distracted yeah, by you get a shiny tripod something, or yeah. something like that. And okay, also uh, something we haven't touched on, which I think for me is a massive, massive important thing for a show like this is networking. Yeah. Is the networking opportunities you're going to get. You're going to bump into other photographers, friends. Um, I've got a guy coming who the first time I ever came to the photography show, I was sat on the train and there was a guy sat opposite me with, he got his camera out and I was just thinking it was a boring trip. If yeah. he looks up, I'll make conversation with him. And uh, oh, I'm, he, he I'm had, hoping for his sake. Yeah. He, kept, he kept his eyes firmly on whatever he was doing. He, did, he looked, at, he looked oh. up and he just went, oh, are you going to the show as well? And I said, yeah, I am. Are you going along? And it was his first time. We ended up chatting. We went two stops past Birmingham and realised we'd missed our stop. Turn well, around and come back. His name's Sean Elliott. He's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant photographer. And we meet up every year now and he comes to the show and he absolutely loves it. And, yeah. and I've made so many friends and contacts and it's great for me because as a graphic designer, when I start telling photographers what I do, they're like, oh, I need a graphic designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, for a networking point of view, come along, you can build some really good relationships with the people who run the companies the ve- for the vendors. Yeah. You're going to meet some great photographers. I know there's been lots of friendships and relationships have come from the show. Yeah. A lot of people kind of make that things. their annual, you know, it's either a pilgrimage altogether or they'll all meet there. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a social crowd and that, you know, it's a friendly, it's, I said, it's an, it's a really nice show. Nice is such a terrible word, but it's, it's a really nice show to run because yeah. on the whole, the visitors, you know, really enjoy it. The exhibitors get right behind it. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're all there. They all got the shared passion and shared interest. And that makes it, you know, I know the, the, the guy that runs a sales team at Sony or the, and the country, you know, the country MDs from Sony, Canon, Panasonic, they'll all be on the stands. They'll yeah. all be working the stands. And you, you might not know it, but the fellow that behind, you know, runs the whole gig yeah. <laughs> and he's there telling you about the latest features of the, you know, the, the latest Canon or Sony. It's phenomenal. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's good like that, really. I good. know. And so if you're there at the show mm-hmm. and you see someone wandering around in a photography show T-shirt, they're yep. quite obviously staff buy them a coffee because trust me they do not get time i know from the live stage last year i was like ruth i don't even get a lunch but buy them a coffee buy them a drink just stop them thank them for the hard work they put in because you know like johnny said that it's a it's a small team but a great team yeah they put on a fantastic show so just stop and talk to them they won't have time to chat because they'll be on their radio running around solving some problem just ask them what they do the rest of the year what's it like having 11 months off yeah and buy my coffee and uh but no thanks for being a guest on the show i really wanted to like chat with you and, and talk to our listeners because we have got a high proportion of us 
listeners that yep. are looking for an excuse to come to the UK. And I think... And you can fly you, directly into Birmingham, into Birmingham International Airport. Yeah, and the pound is weak. And yeah. probably going to get weaker by the time end of March comes. <laughs> the March. Well, joking apart, it's been a bit of a pain because some of our German exhibitors, you know, some of our European exhibitors have said, not sure we can come because... You know, we don't know if we'll be able to fulfil the orders that we take. So we're oh, missing wow. a couple, but we've replaced them. So don't you yeah, worry. good. So yeah, come along to the show. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Pleasure, Dave. Thank and, you for uh, inviting me. And come along to the show and come and meet Johnny. He'll be the guy walking around in a suit looking super smiley and relaxed because <laughs> everyone else is doing everything and he knows he's got 11 months off. And all that though. Yeah. But um, yeah, please come to the show. If you want to get a ticket, uh, you can go on the website, use code HSHDTPS19. That'll get you 20% off. And uh, and then afterwards, you know, just post on social media that you go in, let people know where you're going to be and link up with vendors and have a bloody good time. Enjoy it. That's what it's yeah. there for. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, Dave.